Welcome to the Live Life Unapologetically podcast, a place that isn't about chatting into the void, but rather sparking real change in your life. Get ready to enter the realm where positive thinking meets intentional action. From conquering self-doubt to cozying up with authenticity and achieving success with intention. This podcast is your go-to source for mind-bending exploration. Whether you're navigating the maze of self-discovery, high-fiving purpose, or just trying to figure out what wellness really means, you're in the right place. Every episode is a passport stamp on your journey to living life unapologetically. Because why settle for the ordinary when you were born to be extraordinary? Today, I'm going to share with you how to think more positively. It's a habit that can change your life and anyone can do it. Teaching is hard. We all know that. We all have days when we feel stressed or overwhelmed. Sometimes it's hard to see the positive in your life because teaching can seem to consume it. Work is a large part of your daily activities, and it's hard not to let it spill over into your thoughts when you're physically at work and once you've left for the day. When you learn to live in positivity, you'll see how much better everything else really is. The secret is simple. Thinking positively can help you level up your life in so many ways. It reduces stress, aligns you with the positive aspects of your life, and helps you feel more fulfilled. In this episode, I'll talk about what it truly means to level up your life by finding the inner happiness that will make you feel internally satisfied. To do this, you have to think more positively on a consistent basis. If you're constantly focusing on the negative, you'll never be able to increase your happiness levels. By taking time every day to notice how good everything is, you'll see how much better life can be when it's not just focused on all the wrong things. In our previous episode, we talked about the advantages of living a positive lifestyle, and today we're going to dive into how to do it. These things are going to help you think more positively, and when you think more positive, you feel more positive and your actions are more positive. One of the first things is to practice gratitude or appreciation for the things around you. This is a practice that I cling to and that I believe in so much. I believe in it so much that I have a charm that I wear on my necklace that says gratitude to remind me every day that the habit of practicing gratitude and appreciation is a way to live a consistent, positive lifestyle. Taking time each day throughout the day to think about things that you appreciate and that you're thankful for, that you're grateful for, and that make you feel good can help shift your focus from negative to positive. When we are teachers, we try to change the landscape of what we're going through, the burnout, the stress, and the overwhelm by trying to find positive aspects in work or trying to find one little thing that we can feel good about when we're working. And a lot of times, because of the culture of education, the things that come to mind are actually things that are good for others. When you're practicing gratitude and it comes to your work life, I want you to really think about something that makes you feel good, not I'm doing this for others. I'm so grateful that I'm helping others. What is it that makes you feel good about your occupation? But truly, the positive lifestyle isn't just focused on work. And you don't even have to start with work if it just seems too dreadful to even jump into that because a lot of teachers are feeling that way right now. And that's okay. Take the time throughout each day to just be grateful for all positive aspects of your life. 
Just because you're a teacher, it doesn't mean that finding the life you desire has to somehow align with teaching or teaching has to align with it so that you can have it. You can have the life that you desire regardless of your occupation or where you are in the moment by having a positive lifestyle and practicing gratitude. You can be grateful for the things that keep you warm. So right now where I am, it is cold. I don't like the cold. Cold isn't really my thing. I don't feel good when I'm cold, but I sure do appreciate that I have the warmest, fuzziest sock slippers to keep my feet and legs warm. I have a ton of sweaters and jackets and hoodies that I can put on and layer so that I feel comfortable and cozy and warm because I feel good when I am warm and I am so grateful that I have things in my life that allow me to have the body temperature that feels good to me. I'm grateful for that. See, finding and practicing appreciation and gratitude doesn't have to be about really big things or waiting for some magical, wonderful, out of this world miracle or have anything to do with work. I practice gratitude and I find it in all places. And really when I started practicing this, I did it for things that had nothing to do with work at all. And then I was able to more easily find things within my job that allowed me to feel appreciation and gratitude and things that made me feel good later on because I was getting into a habit of practicing gratitude in every area of my life. First, I thought, oh, we had to be grateful for miracles when I say miracles or big events. But then I learned that you can appreciate all these little things that we have around us that we really take for granted. And when you have appreciation of those things, you have a more positive mindset around all things in your life. I appreciate the lamps in my bedroom that have the light that I like instead of the overhead light. I love the dim feeling that's cozy and warm and I appreciate the electricity that makes that happen and whoever invented the light bulbs that have that soft glow. And I feel into and appreciate those things and by appreciating those things, I feel better every day. So I want you to ask yourself, what can you lean into? and practice gratitude around every single day. Things that are kind of second nature or that you just live through on autopilot and really don't take stock of. Go back in and feel the appreciation for those things. Think about maybe a time when you got new furniture or new decor and when you first got it, you really appreciated it and it felt good. And now you really just don't even notice it anymore. You walk in your house and you throw things down and you're just like, okay, the couch. Think back to when you first got your couch and how you felt. Breathe appreciation into that. Revive your appreciation of that. And so when I say giving appreciation to all that is around you, think back to situations if you have to and your original feelings. If you're having a hard time finding appreciation in the moment, you can go back to times when you felt great appreciation for something that may seem mundane and you can bring that back and then you can have that power and positive aspect reignite in your life. Another way that you can think more positively is to reframe negative thoughts. When you catch yourself thinking negatively, try to reframe the thought in a more positive way. You can take a thought and you can turn it into something more positive. So instead of thinking, oh, I'm such a failure, 
try thinking, I made a mistake, but I'll learn from it and I'll do better next time. No big deal. It was a lesson learned. That's a more positive way to think about it. You're still acknowledging what happened, but you're doing it in a positive way that's going to grow you instead of hinder and hold you back in negative thoughts and feelings. A lot of times we can feel like this as educators and there's a lot of pressure that our worth is tied to our occupation and there are a lot of negative thoughts around our occupation. Unfortunately, in our occupation, it seems like people are always looking for what is going wrong instead of what is going right. We get caught in that because we're constantly being fed the negative. We're judged on rubrics and we're always told how you missed the mark instead of how you really did wonderful things. You don't need others outside validations. You can reframe negative thoughts that may come in and say, you know what? You can reframe those thoughts by not tying your worth to a rubric instead of saying, wow, I didn't excel on my evaluation very well this year. You can say, you know what? I'm doing a really good job. I see the growth in my students and in my class, and it feels really good. So you can use that at work. Once again, if you're not really ready to touch into the work thing as a teacher yet, and that's just a point of contention for you, and you want to get to a more healthy lifestyle, then just reframe your thoughts around other things in your home life or in your personal life when negative thoughts come in. When I started on a journey to having more positive thoughts, I actually started with my road rage issues because I really don't like driving. I live in a huge, very big area. There's traffic all over the place and I commuted to my job or I had to take my kids all around and there's just traffic and people and the way that people drive out here, it can be enough to just drive you insane. My kids would tell their friends when they got in the car and I was taking them to different places. My mom is really a nice person. Don't worry about anything she might say while she's driving. She just does this while she's driving, but I promise you she's a super nice person. And they would say this to their friends to prepare them because they knew how I was when I was driving. So as I was driving, I would cuss and fuss and do all these things about all the people on the road that were annoying me to no end because I just wanted to get where I needed to go. I couldn't stand rude people on the highway. Everybody's trying to get somewhere. Can we all just get there safely? And I really don't care to drive. Driving is just not something that I prefer to do. And I would be so caught up in this negative feeling, number one, about driving, and then number two, about how people drove around me. So I started to reframe my negative thoughts about driving and about the road and the people on the road. And I decided, you know what? If someone wants to cut me off, that's their business. I'm not going to let it bother me. Instead, I'm just going to say, you know, they cut me off, but I'm really grateful that we didn't have an accident. Instead of, oh, they cut me off. Oh my gosh, that was so rude. I just reframed my thoughts into, wow, I'm thankful that didn't end up in an accident. I reframed my thoughts on commuting and being stuck in traffic. And instead of saying, God, I hate being stuck in traffic. This is such a waste of time. I hate being in the car. I wish I could just get where I need to go. And I reframed that into, You know, sitting in the car is really good time for me to think, to have some quiet time. I don't need to listen to the radio. I work with kids all day. I have kids at home. And this is a great opportunity for me to just have some quiet time and a break. And so I was able to get out of the feeling of stress of being stuck in traffic simply by reframing my negative thoughts into positive thoughts. And so that is another way that you can bring positivity 
into your life and have it as a lifestyle. The third way that you can do this is to surround yourself with positive people. The people you spend your time with can have a big influence on your thoughts and moods. So try to surround yourself with people who are positive and who are supportive. We've all probably been guilty of being the negative Nancy or getting in moments of negativity. And the more that we practice our own personal growth into positivity, the more we'll find that we're not engaging in conversations that are negatively based and that we are being around people who are more positive and that we feel better when we're not always around somebody who has to talk about everything that's wrong in the world or everything that's wrong in life or all the drudgery things, but people who are talking about exciting things and wonderful things. That's a really great way to live in a positive lifestyle is by who we are surrounded by because you can get caught up in that. It's kind of natural to get caught up in those conversations or it can just be really uncomfortable to be like, hey, you know, this is a really negative conversation that I don't want to be a part of. And it's kind of hard to finagle our way out of that at times, especially when it's with people that we really love and care about. But removing yourself from maybe environments that breed negativity or negative talk and surrounding with yourself with people who are positive and supportive can really be a way to increase your positive lifestyle. This may mean that there are some people in your life that aren't going to be in your life as much. This may mean that you're cultivating new relationships. This may mean just shifting in some relationships you have and maybe the activities you do or don't participate in with certain people. And that's okay because at the end of the day, what is important is how you feel and that you feel good. It's okay if relationships change, come, or go on your quest to living a more healthy lifestyle. Some people might go and that's okay. Let them go if they're not serving your positive lifestyle, the path that you're on. You're not obligated to give in to somebody else's negativity and come out of your own positivity. You're obligated to making sure that you feel good every day of your life internally and you have the choice on what you do and do not let into your life. So cultivate your positive lifestyle with positive people. The fourth way to have a more positive lifestyle is to be focused on the present moment. It is so easy to get caught up in worries of the past or the future, but that can lead to negative thinking. So focus on the present moment and engage in whatever you're doing in the current moment. This is so crucial. It may be a habit that you really have to dive into and practice because it is very easy to be caught up in our worries. In our occupation as teachers, we worry or we're meant to worry or we're caught up in things and we're focused on a lot of stuff that is out of our control or, you know, it can just wait till tomorrow, but there's such an urgency around everything and not everything is urgent, but we need to focus on the now and the present moment. Having life balance really comes all together when you have a positive lifestyle focusing on the present moment. A lot of educators find having life balance difficult because we don't focus on the present moment. We're always focused on work. Stop always focusing on work and be present in every moment. So what that means is when you're at work, yes, be fully present at work. But when you leave work, you leave it and you move into something else, whatever that moment may be. That moment can be as simple as coming home and putting down your keys, getting dinner ready. That moment can be as simple as watching a TV show. Be present in that moment. 
Don't sit there having Netflix on while you're working. Focus on Netflix. There's nothing wrong with that. That's positive. That's being in the moment. When you're with your family or your friends, be in that moment of time. So years ago, when I began teaching, I went for my annual checkup and I was talking to my doctor and I was telling her how I felt frazzled all the time. I was having trouble remembering things. I wasn't really able to focus on one task or another. I always felt like my mind was everywhere. And we were talking about my job and the things we do in our job. And she told me, you know, a lot of occupations look for the skill of someone who is able to multitask. And she told me the problem with that is that multitasking is not how our brains were designed. Multitasking goes against our nature. It is not a skill. It is a detriment. Wow, was that an aha moment for me. And that really helped me learn that I don't need to multitask and that's not a great skill or something I need to master and that it was actually pulling me away from a fulfilling life, trying to live up to this ideal that multitaskers are wonderful and it's this amazing skill set that not everybody has and you should try to achieve it. And I was able to let that go because she was like, you know what, you weren't built to do that. that. That's why so many people have stress and anxiety and feel burnout and overwhelm because they're functioning in this false premise that being a multitasker makes you a successful person. And with that, I was free. I felt free to focus on the present moment. I didn't have to multitask. I didn't have to sit and cut out laminated things while trying to watch a movie with my family or, you know, helping my kids with their homework while also working on creating lesson plans. I stopped doing those things. It actually fueled me into a more balanced life by living in the present moment. And it was so positive and it felt so good. And it is part of how you have a positive lifestyle, focusing on the present moment, being present with one thing or the important thing that is going on in the moment, sitting and eating dinner without distractions, having a conversation and not being on your phone, being present in the moment. And then the fifth way that you can have a positive lifestyle is by practicing relaxation techniques. Stress and anxiety can contribute to negative thinking. Hello, teachers out there. Can you relate to this? That stress and anxiety can contribute to negative thinking because when we are feeling stressed and anxious, we're thinking about all of the things that are making us feel stressed and anxious, and usually those are negative things. Practicing relaxation techniques such as deep breathing or meditation or yoga can help reduce stress and improve your overall well-being. It can take your mind off of the worry, the stress, and the anxiety. It's your brain break giving your brain a break and really getting into relaxing things, relaxing techniques and finding ones that really resonate with you. I know a lot of people talk about deep breathing. They talk about meditation and they talk about that as something that is a way to relax and clear your mind. And I really like doing those things. Those things resonate with me, but those aren't the only things that resonate with me. Those are just some examples. Find relaxation techniques that really fill you up and make you feel good so that you can have that positive lifestyle. Because if you're doing a technique that doesn't feel good to you, that's not very positive. So find one that's positive to you. 
Another thing I love to do is sit in a steamy, hot bathtub. I just, I love to do it. It's so relaxing to me. It just makes me feel like the world is melting away. So I love to do that. I love to just sit and listen to ocean waves play on YouTube for hours and hours on end. That's a relaxation technique. So find things that make you feel relaxed, something that feels good to you that you can do on a regular and consistent daily basis throughout the day. As teachers, we are exposed to a lot of noise all day. There's noise all day long. There's teaching. There's kids collaborating, kids talking. It's not a bad thing. They're learning. They're having fun. But from the time you go to work until the time you're done, there's something going on. If you have meetings afterwards, there's more going on. It's a constant of being on. There's not a lot of breaks during the day. And so a relaxing technique might be turning off the radio in your car and having nothing but silence on your way home before you go home to more noise. My husband watches TV all the time. I love him and he listens to it loud and it travels. I know when I come home, there's going to be noise. Most of my children are grown. I still have one at home. He's a teenage boy. I don't hear him a lot. I do hear him playing the video game sometimes, but overall, like talking wise, they're pretty quiet, but there's some electronics going on. So I really enjoy that drive that there is zero noise. I turn everything off and I just embrace the quiet. I look for all the little quiet moments that I can find. During the school day, I leave work, I jump in my car and I drive around the block just to get away and have quiet. That's relaxing to me. Quiet is relaxing to me. For other people, music is really relaxing to them. That can be a technique you use. That's not for me personally, but that might be for somebody else. If you really like music, if it relaxes you, if it calms you down, if it makes you feel good, then do that. Whatever works for you as far as relaxing you and brings you into a state of relaxation, do that so that you can promote and have more positive thinking. Because when you're relaxing, you're not going to be contributing to negative thinking based on stress or anxiety that you are currently experiencing. It takes you away from those thoughts and puts you into more positive thoughts. So remember that you can level up your life and live in a positive lifestyle consistently by practicing appreciation and gratitude, reframing your negative thoughts, surrounding yourself with positive people, focusing on the present moment, and practicing relaxation techniques that bring you joy. It is important to have a lifestyle that allows you to feel good when you wake up every day. Living a positive lifestyle allows you to move into more alignment with what you desire, with what makes you happy, and with what makes you feel good. Taking care of yourself, loving yourself, and living a life that you enjoy waking up to every day can happen with a positive lifestyle. A positive lifestyle is just that. It is a lifestyle. It is putting habits into your life that allow you to have a sustainable life of positivity. And you can do that with the five things that we talked about today. You can go back and listen to the previous episode about the advantages of living a positive lifestyle. And you can start doing that right now, today, wherever you are in your life to live the life that you desire every single day. I will see you in the next episode.
If you love today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share it with your fellow warriors. Let's create a ripple effect of liberation. Until next time, stay fierce, stay fabulous, and as always, live life unapologetically. Hey, warriors, before you go conquer the world, I got a little something special for you. If you're ready to kick things up a notch, you'll want to get your hands on the free roadmap, Thriving Beyond Limits, Four Secrets to Maximize Your Potential. These four secrets are so juicy that they're practically the VIP tickets to walking in inspired action every day. To grab your copy, head over to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap, or you can find the link in the show description. Because let's face it, you're not here to play small. You're here to thrive beyond limits. Go ahead and get your free roadmap by going to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap today.